What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler and I will preview Super Bowl 56 between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll also talk about some recent coaching hires in the NFL as all of the vacant positions have been filled. And then we got a special interview with the guys from Bad 8 Plays. Bad 8 Plays gives out gambling picks, and they're one of the best out there. So we're going to talk to them about betting on the Super Bowl since it's going to be one of the biggest betting days of the year. All this and more on episode 234 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 234 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own... Tyler Pachelki, what's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. We got a big, big sports weekend. Yes, it's good. It's getting good. I feel bad for any NBA team that has to play. <laughs> I think there's only like one game. That would make sense. They 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 just got to know better. Uh, with everyone's eyes are going to be on the Super Bowl on that Sunday. Would, that would suck. Um, but yeah, we got UFC fights on Saturday night, and then Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, we got a couple big fights coming up. Who, who's fighting this weekend? Yeah, we got uh, we got Style Vendor, uh, um, Israel Adesanya playing or fighting uh, Robert Whitaker for the second time uh, belt fight. So um, Style Vendor always brings kind of brings the big crowd, and then our guy Bam Bam Tatuivasa, the guy that does the shoey after. Oh, that guy. Yep, he's got a tough <laughs> fight. He's fighting Derek Lewis, which it's gonna be. It's going to be a tough one, but uh, again, with those heavyweights, it's always, you know, one punch away. So one of the free games of the month for PlayStation Plus this month for February was UFC 4. Yeah. So I downloaded it this month. Oh, hell yeah. And so I've, I've, been, get, I've been getting it going. Yeah, yeah. No, my, those uh, are good games, actually. Yeah. I it, They basically, it's like, there's like a story mode in it. You get to like create a fighter and work your way up to, to becoming a part of the UFC. So I'm just... I'm on the road chugging along trying yep. to trying to work my way up right now. No, it's pretty it, it, those are those are good games. I always enjoyed those especially if you got somebody else playing with you. Yeah, but I mean they they did a they did a heck of a job with the with this uh career mode uh create a player mode kind of thing on, on UFC 4. So, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Hey, everybody enjoys the story of a fighter. Yes. Whether it's a movie, a video game or real life. <laughs> yes. Now, all right, we got uh we got a lot to get to tonight. We got uh, some very special guests joining us later on in the show. We got the guys from Bad 8 Plays, Nick and Dez, joining us. Uh, but before we do that, 
Tyler, we got to preview Super Bowl 56. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Great cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson toward the end zone. San Francisco is heading home. The Rams are staying home to play in Super Bowl 56. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. Notice anything, Tyler? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that was good. That was was very sneaky. I didn't know that was coming. (laughs) Yes, I, I I had to update it. Uh, with uh, JB Long's call uh, from the NFC Championship game going into uh, Super Bowl 56 where the Rams uh, clinched. So I had to add that to to the sounder to, to kind of update it because, hey, guess what, Tyler? The Rams are in the Super Bowl. Got to get it in there. <laughs> yes. And, of course, the, the Super Bowl is here in Los Angeles. I believe it's the first time in like 30 years that the the Super Bowl has been in Los Angeles. Obviously, the first time it's been in Los Angeles since the Rams have moved to Los Angeles, but this is the second time the Rams have been to the Super Bowl since moving back in 2016. They made it back in 2018 with uh, Jared Goff uh, in Sean McVay's second year. Uh, well, I guess, no, was it his second year? Because the, the Super Bowl was in 2018. I guess it was... Sean yeah, McVay's first it, year. Yeah, I think it was his first year. Yeah, because he got hired in 17, and then the Super Bowl was technically played in 2018. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's always weird how that, the the like, whenever we talk about sports, yeah, it's always Super, weird when we talk the about Super the Super Bowl year is really wrong. Yeah. It's really a bad representation of what it is. Yeah, because it's for the 2021 season, yeah. but it's happening in 2022. Yeah. Uh, it's It's weird. Anyway. Whatever, we know. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the game though. Probably use numbers to to label the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, for the years. Yes. Um, now let's let's talk about the game though, Tyler, because I know a lot of Rams fans are are probably pretty confident about this game and the matchup with the Bengals because the Bengals are such a young team. But I'm pretty nervous about this game, and obviously I'm going to pick the Rams to win the game. We'll just get that out of the way right now because obviously we know that's where my allegiances lie. But Tyler, I've heard you mention this. I've heard Pat McAfee mention this. I've heard A.J. Hawk, who's Pat McAfee's co-host, mention this. I've heard numerous other people mention this. But the Bengals don't know what they don't know. And that can be such an advantage in this situation the Rams are obviously the favorite in this game. They're favored by like four and a half points, I believe. Yeah, that's and that's that's pressure. You know, there's, exactly. There's they, no pressure on the Bengals. They have all the stars. All they have the all pressure, the pressure. All the pressures on the Rams. And the Bengals are so young that no one expected them to be in this position. No one expected them to even win their division in Joe Burrow's second year, coming off of ACL surgery and tearing his ACL in his, in his rookie year. It's like it's like a. I mean, I think the Bengals are are you know. They're like in a drag race and all the other cars wrecked and they're just still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and they're this close to winning the damn thing. Yeah. And they're hot, dude. I, I wouldn't eh, – I've gone back and forth on how I, w- how I would bet on this game and I just don't know if I could. 
Because I would not want to play the Bengals right now. Yeah, I mean, they're just absolutely a team of destiny, it seems like right now, a team of momentum, and just, uh, you know, they're the the hot hand. That's how they've been all playoffs. They have the freedom, really, because they don't know what they don't know, they have the freedom to play with freedom and, and a looseness that the Rams no, they're can't gonna, play they with. Are gonna, they're going to put it all out there. There's going to be no thinking involved. I think this is going to be pure effort and and reaction, and and the Bengals are really going to are going to make it tough. I don't care what what the matchups look like, what you know, offensive line, defensive line, receivers, corners, all that kind of stuff. I mean, Joe Burrow's got got a shot. He's got a puncher's chance. He's got a puncher's he chance, can beat but you. he can beat you. Um, yes. If, if he's not a guy that's going to, you know, manage the game and, you know, rely on his supporting cast, he can, he can straight up beat you. And, and he's got the hottest hand in, in football in, in all of football in the entire world right now. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a matchup of two top 10 passing offenses. This but the season. Rams are a better team. I mean, that's why the pressure's on them. They've been here before. Um, this is a team that's been working towards this for five years now. So that's why it's a tough bet because the Rams are the better. I would say the Rams are the better team. So, you know, if this, if this matchup was any one of the, you know, 18 weeks in the regular season, it would have been a no hesitation Rams pick, but the Super Bowl with, with, with Joey B right now, that's uh, it is, it's tough to bet against that guy right now. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think the biggest advantage that the Rams have over the Bengals is obviously their defensive front of Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, Von Miller, yeah. Leonard Floyd. Yep, and those guys, those guys can win Super Bowls. We've seen teams pass rush uh, win Super Bowls before: Philadelphia, Seattle, uh, New York Giants, a couple times. Like they can do that, um, but but also a quarterback can beat a good pass rush. Exactly, uh, a, good, to- a good offensive game plan. You know, getting off, getting off to a good start, running the ball—all these things can can combat uh, a pass rush. Yeah, and I mean, to to Joe Burrow's credit, I mean, he was sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans in the divisional round, and he still came out and that's, won the game. And that's where I think all that, all the analytics, all the matchups, all the X's and O's, the shit on paper just doesn't matter. When when you, you that's why people watch sports. That's why they play the game. I mean, yeah. There's there's something to a competitor and there's something to greatness and stepping up in big moments and just like getting it done, uh, and he's it seems like Joe Burrow's got that in his DNA. Yeah, and I mean, listen, it's he's realistically won every big game that he's ever been in. Yeah, I mean, I I it, at least I know that as far back as LSU, I. I you know, LSU I mean, I think was that was I the mean, year he, that he kind of came out. He had an incredible high world. school career. He had to sit behind two guys at Ohio State, forcing him to transfer, and then he leads LSU yeah, to, to, to a to national championship. And, so it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I know that I know that since that LSU season on, he's been he's been on fire. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously the the Rams have all of their offensive weapons, and I mean, listen, the the Bengals are no short of offensive weapons either. I mean. They have three receivers, and they were the only other team besides the Bucks to have three receivers get eight eight hundred or more receiving yards in a season. Jamar Chase broke the rookie receiving record this year. Uh, T. Higgins had over a thousand receiving yards, and Tyler Boyd had over eight hundred receiving yards. So it's like they have just as 
a dynamic of an offense. It's just yeah. they're just not as experienced. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're it's it's tough to to not like talk about the other players on the Bengals because really, you know, most of this feeling is around Joe Burrow, but they do have a good complimentary complimentary offense, especially with all those weapons and Joe Mixon. Yeah, can't forget Joe Mixon well. either. And and their defense is play is has played really great. Um, I just don't know if there's anything on the Bengals where I can be like this. This is what can lead lead them to victory outside of Burrow kind of putting the team on his back. Well, I think realistically, it would be shocking to see you know the the Bengals defense step up and be dominant force um, against the Rams. It would be surprising to see the Bengals kind of run it down the Rams' throat. Uh, really, the only way I see this going down is is a Burrow versus Stafford type of showdown. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to come down to quarterback play, and that's that's where I think ne- not necessarily the Bengals will like if the the Rams were to lose. I don't necessarily think it will be the Bengals beating them. I think it will be the Rams beating themselves by making mistakes. And I don't necessarily yeah, necessarily and, and think, think the Bengals will be forcing bo- those mistakes. I think both these teams are, have the have the ability to make some mistakes and bounce back just because of high powered their offenses are. And I mean, we really just don't know who's going to step up between these two quarterbacks. You know, Stafford's first Super Bowl, Burrow's first Super Bowl, and both guys different paths, but kind of the same paths, uh, ending up you know at this big collision. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I, I do feel like the Rams have an edge, though. I mean, even in that quarterback scenario, man, Matt Stafford, this, that's that's the guy I'm really rooting for uh, to win it. Uh, I would love to see Stafford. He has that ability. Um, but truly, it's it's I've never I've never seen such a hot hand before. It really is like a heater. I mean, Joe Burrow is at the at the blackjack table on a fucking heater. <laughs> it is it is insane how. How hot they are, but that can always end in one game. So that's why this truly is a tough. Like I could see the Rams blowing out the Bengals, but I don't really see the Bengals blowing out the Rams. Right, and I mean that's that's where you're. I mean that's where I think the Rams defense comes into play, and they put out the fire that Joe Burrow is on. Yeah, and, and well, and what would be important is to get some points on the board too, which is what you expect. Um, you don't want to leave this thing at a one or two score game, even if you are. Uh, playing good defense no the I rams mean, have to step on the Bengals' throat yeah yeah and that's uh that's how you'll coach in a super bowl too there'll be no playing it safe i hope yeah that's i mean big, you would that's hope a, that's a big mistake no i mean it's the last game of the year you might as well go and all that's out. where i think the Bengals they're definitely going to throw the kitchen sink out but i also believe mcveigh will do the same thing yeah definitely now did you see that eric weddle is wearing the green dot the he's wearing the defensive communication device in his helmet uh, for this game how yeah. crazy is that no it's pretty wild it's pretty wild what he's been able to do off the couch it's unbelievable he led the team in tackles in the nfc championship game and played 100 percent of those snaps yeah his body probably feels great right now <laughs> and he knows that he's got nothing left to play for after well, this. so much of defensive backfield is, is intelligence and positioning and technique um, awareness so a lot of a lot you can cover up a lot of athleticism with those type of things and that's what he's got do you think we get the the Jalen Ramsey Jamar Chase matchup that that we all want and are hoping for I don't know that would be a tough uh that'd be a tough assignment I I think that because the Bengals have so many offensive weapons I would play him on side 
but I do, I do see, I do see it being likely that he falls around Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I mean, it's the most logical. But I, I could also see him coming out and playing a side. I mean, they're stacked. Yeah, it's this, this game has so many different variables in it. Yeah, I mean, all all Super Bowls do. It, this, I think, the one that this 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 Super Bowl differs from Super Bowls in the past because the Bengals are such a wild card. I mean, I don't know if I remember seeing such a low seated team that kind of was a surprise to get into the playoffs. This is the first time two number four seeds are playing uh, each other in the Super Bowl, and the Bengals like don't feel like a four seed even at that. You know, no. they, they really don't. Um, they truly are just like they had it. They played really good. They got off to a good start. I don't mean to say like. It was just a late season thing, but their late season push has has kind of propelled them to where they're at. And it's, I mean, no one had the Bengals in the Super Bowl. No, even no in one, the, even in the beginning of the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, every round the Bengals were probably underdogs. Who do you think is the biggest X factor for every team, or for both teams? Excuse me, and every team. There's only two teams. Um, I mean, this is the Super Bowl, man. It's it's Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford are the only factors. <laughs> I don't know if there can be an X factor. You you know, like you could say guys like Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, but even if they have a dominant game like you spoke on the Tennessee game in the divisional round, it doesn't matter. You know, if Burrow plays well, he can get sacked nine times. Right. And we saw what he did under the most adversity he's probably ever been under I guess, I guess, against the Chiefs. And I guess maybe the play callers. You know, offensive and defensive coordinators, you know, this is going to be something where these guys are going to have to be dialed in. Well, and, they, and, and, it, and because the start of the game will dictate everything. Uh, and to be able to have the ball and have a lead will be huge in this game. And we talked about it last week, how the matchup between Zach Taylor and Sean McVay is teacher and student or mentor, yeah, mentee, yeah, think, that, whatever you want to call it. A lot of it will come down to those guys and, and not necessarily their, their play calling on Sunday, but they're their preparation and game plan of what what they're going to try and do. I mean, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers essentially win a Super Bowl off of a defensive game plan. Yeah. Who do you uh, got for last year? Who do you got for Super Bowl MVP? Damn, dude, I don't know. I'm going with the quarterbacks all in. <laughs> Whoever wins the game, I think it'll be Stafford or Burrow. Okay. I, I just don't see any way that you know a running back or. They really have to pop off. Yeah, and like it's tough for a receiver to win it in a one-game situation, you know, because unless it's a game-winning touchdown, but then yeah, you can which, give it to which, the quarterback yeah, who threw it. Yeah, which is which is tough. Yeah, so like the defensive player is always in the mix if the defense comes out, and if if it's a lopsided game, I think that's when a a defensive player wins it. But um, like if I had to put my money on it, I would put my money on Joe Burrow as the MVP of the Super Bowl. Not necessarily because I think they're going to win, but I know that if the Bengals win, he's, he's getting it, and <laughs> and I know it's a good chance that they can win. Oh, I mean, this man. is about as fifty-fifty as as I can get, and really, I I'm I'm someone that typically strays away from hot hands, and I go with the teams that I would have went with ten weeks ago, you know, uh, or or in general, the team I would have went with throughout the entire year would have been the Rams in this situation, but. Man, this hot streak the Bengals are on makes you makes you think twice. Yeah, I definitely think if the Bengals do end up winning, it would be Joe Burrow winning Super Bowl MVP because he was the one that won them the game. Unless it's like a game winning pick six or something like crazy like that, where it's yeah. just like this yeah. has to be it. 
like Malcolm Butler status. No offense, Tyler. Sorry, no, I had to bring no, it up. No. There was other names you could have said, but <laughs> we'll go with that one, I guess. Um, but if the Rams win, I think everybody, unless uh, unless Aaron Donald has a fucking crazy game, and that whole narrative with him being one of those yeah, last three remaining I guys think- from St. Louis, it'd be. It, it has to be Matt Stafford with it being his first year, his first real playoff run, all of that. The it, only way Aaron Donald gets it is if it's, I think, a situation um, where it's like a 20-plus point victory or, you know, they hold the Bengals to 10 points. It has to be something that's like And he's got to have some outrageous, like, yeah. individual stats, like two or three sacks, forced yeah, fumble here no, or there. That, that's a given. That's a given. Got to have, got to have like – a big, a big like momentum changing play, good stats, and an overall dominant. A sack team, fumble against team, Jimmy G would have done it for you team, if that happened in the Super Bowl. Team defense. So yeah, um, I think it would be my bets to go Joe Burrow then Matt Stafford, and after that it would be a toss up. Yeah, I think I think those are probably the the safest bets. But I mean, Cooper Cup could have a crazy game. Odell Beckham Jr. could have a crazy game. Who who knows what can happen? I'm just I'm very excited for this game but i'm so nervous i'm much more nervous than going up against the patriots a couple years ago because it's like you know what you're getting out of those teams exactly this is just an anomaly this is something we've never seen before this team had the first pick in the draft last year literally and then they lost their number one overall pick to a season-ending acl injury they won four games last year tyler no no i mean there's a that's why it's so hard to 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 judge because i think you know before the season started most people probably didn't pick the cincinnati Bengals to be a playoff team no i don't think anybody picked them to win the division when the playoffs started i don't think anybody picked them to make a super bowl run or make the afc championship game in the afc championship game i don't know if anyone thought that they could really beat the chiefs it's it's no one really knows what this team's ceiling is yet because they're still just on the way up they, they don't know what they're seeing. They is. haven't hit a roadblock yet. It's it's crazy, but I mean, this Sunday it's it's going to be a hell of a game. And then obviously, halftime. Most importantly, no, I, I wish I could go to this game so bad, Tyler. I I'm mean, still trying to figure out a way it's, in. It's disgusting how hard it is to get to this game. Can we talk about that for a second? Nah, I, I don't think there's anything to talk about. We this is this is the same conversation as is the resale shoe. <laughs> scenario it's it's just what it is i mean that's i don't think there's any way to combat it the and it's not just it forget the fact that it's in la and i'm a rams fan and, and all of that and like i want to go to the game and it's just complete i i'd have to give up probably a lot of my life savings to I mean, try and go to this game yeah you're you're asking people yeah i mean you're asking people in la to give up you know like a couple months worth of rent type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say like 10% of your yearly salary or something just to get there. And, I mean, but this could happen at any Super Bowl and and their home fans would probably be X'd out because there are so many corporate entities that come to the Super Bowl and are a part of the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that part, though, that's just what it is. You know, like this has been – it's crazy that there had never but, been a home Super Bowl team and now there's been two in a row. Right. I think that's like – it's like fortunate for the Rams and unfortunate, you know, like obviously you want to get because you made it and it's your home. You feel like you have some entitlement to those tickets, but it was never set up for you. You know what I mean? It was set up for the NFL. Right. Um, so like I get both sides of it. 
no doubt. You know, it's just so it's, it's just honestly, so frustrating. It's honestly bad for the. I feel like it's almost bad for the NFL. Oh, it's a get, terrible look for the NFL. Yeah, I think. You know, so I think it's a terrible look for the NFL that that actual legitimate. That's fans, why you hold the Super Bowl in Detroit and Arizona. That's where you or hold, Dallas. That's where you yeah start putting it in Dallas. <laughs> They're never making it. Uh, but no, I think it, it sucks that it, it sucks that it's so expensive and it's so limited and and it's like unless you're a season ticket holder it's almost impossible to to see you know a dream type scenario i mean some people wait their entire lives to see teams go to the super bowl especially with this Bengals team wow um and it sucks that people you know most people will never be able to experience something like that all right so it's currently 8 16 and 51 seconds on february 9th 2022 wednesday night before the super bowl I just pulled up SeatGeek, Tyler, just to just to give the people an idea of what the ticket prices are right now. They've actually gone down from what I've last seen. Yeah, I think Game Time had it at five racks. The lowest for one ticket right now on SeatGeek, the lowest I'm seeing, four thousand three hundred and fifteen dollars. Sixteenth row, section five twenty two, corner of the end zone on the Bengals sideline with the pillar in front of the seat. Hopefully not, but. I mean, yeah. no, I mean, it, it sucks. It's it's crazy. $4,300 plus fees. Yeah. I, I know that back in the day, I don't know if this is the, the case anymore, but if you had season tickets to the Seahawks and, and they made the playoffs, you had the you had first priority to buy those playoff tickets. Yeah, that's if you didn't if you didn't buy them, they would sell. Them. And right. then if you bought the playoff tickets and they made it to the Super Bowl, you had a priority to get a Super Bowl ticket. So uh for that that portion of the stadium that's set aside for each team's section. Right. right. Uh so essentially getting season tickets is like the only way. Is the only way. That's the only way and and that's the most affordable way and we're talking about season tickets. And mo- and a lot of good teams and a lot of good sports cities have year years of wait lists. Well, so, from what I understand from the few people that I know that have Rams season tickets for uh, this year and have had them since they moved back to L.A., they had first priority in buying all the playoff tickets for their seats and whatnot. And then for the Super Bowl, they weren't, depending on the the tier and where they are, because I know a couple of people that have, like, pretty nice seats, and then I have some people that I know that are seats all the way up top kind of thing. The seats that I was in uh, that my friends Corey and Ben have there in, like, the 400 section. But I also know some people that are in, like, the 100 section. So, the for, like, the people up top, they were basically put into a lottery. Or everybody was basically put into a lottery for the Super Bowl for tickets. They weren't necessarily going to be guaranteed their seats that they had for the season but they were going to have a chance yeah, to buy because, tickets. because those seats aren't available. Like the sections are different, right? Because yeah. it has to go to certain yeah, corporate. Because you didn't know the Rams were going to be in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Now the people that if I the know, Super Bowl was in Arizona. You would have got obviously someone else's, right? Someone else's season seats, yeah. but you would have had an opportunity yeah. because you're uh, a season ticket holder for a team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But the people that I know that have very nice seats had the opportunity to get their actual season seats for the super bowl it was just too expensive that they're they're they bought tickets for the super bowl just all the way up top for cheaper so they i know season ticket holders that will be at the the super bowl 
So they didn't sell them at face face value? They did. No, the soup. No, they did not sell their season tickets back to them at face value for the Super Bowl. That was not going to be the case. They were upcharged. Yeah, damn, that's tough. Well, and it's different now with SoFi because they have the personal. Seat I mean, the Rams. The Ram, This is a this is a unique situation too. Like the Rams right. being the home. Like it's different. It's not normally so. Right. It's like all right, the Super Bowl is in Detroit. We're we made it. Like we're right. gonna go to fucking Detroit wherever we can get it. Right. Like the Super Bowl a couple years ago for the no, Chiefs and the Forty ers was Miami. I know Miami. the Super Bowl is such like a is such like a holy grail moment, bucket list type of moment yeah. for sports fans. It's too bad that it's essentially out of reach for the majority of uh, fans. I'd say ninety nine percent of sports fans cannot yeah, go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was headed with that. But <laughs> I, it's it's way up there. Yeah. But all right, um, let's let's move on real quick because uh, we got to get to the bad eight plays, guys. I'm uh, uh, I'm picking the Bengals though. Oh, so you're just gonna drop that bomb on me at the very end? That's I don't I didn't know you've, if we were you've gonna been, get that in or not. You've been you've been rooting for for Matt Stafford this whole time. I have. I want Matt Stafford to win it more than anybody for sure. That's that alliance still rides. <laughs> if the Rams win, I'm gonna be fucking pumped for Matt Stafford. I'm gonna tell everybody to suck it because <laughs> um, he's I love. I can't I can't speak highly enough about Stafford, but I I can't bet against the Bengals right now. It's it just feels like does it not feel like they are on a a just a destiny ride? You know the Rams also feel that way, Tyler. Oh, I'm sure they do because they've been doing it and yeah. they've been here longer. But man, this this just seems like it just seems like it was meant to be this year. All right. Well, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see on Sunday. No, no, we will. But the I I really do think like if push came to shove, I gotta pick I gotta pick the Bengals. Even though the Rams are the better football team, and I would have picked them every single regular season matchup. I would have picked the Rams. But this is this this one game, and this year off of this little hot streak. Fuck. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm going Rams. Tyler's going Bengals. Betting on the Bengals. I'm going. Let's go Stafford. Well, we'll reconvene next week. I'll, I'll I'll leave it on that. Let's go Stafford. All right. Uh, let's move on now. Uh, let's talk about the head coaching carousel going on in the NFL real quick. Uh, last week, we talked about a few of the vacancies that have reportedly been filled. The Bears hired Matt Eberflus. Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett. Giants, Brian Dable. Raiders, Josh McDaniels. The Vikings will reportedly hire Kevin O'Connell from the Rams uh, after the Super Bowl. And then... Um, we forgot Tyler the Texans, uh, um, kind of the forgotten the, franchise this yeah, year. I feel I like. like I thought they got rid of them. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, but first, I want to start with the Jaguars because that I think has been a, a highly debated uh, team over the past few months. Uh, obviously, with what happened with Urban Meyer and all of that. But they decided to hire Doug Peterson. He is obviously the Super Bowl winning coach for the Philadelphia Eagles a couple of years ago when they upset the New England Patriots with the Philly Philly special. Um, He interviewed for the job for the first time back on December 30th, Tyler. So he had to wait a very long time to get a second interview. He didn't get a second interview until the 1st of February. Oh, that's brutal. Just to sit and wait. And, I mean, listen, if you're sitting and waiting on the Jaguars. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he did conduct interviews elsewhere, and it was just like he – he just didn't end up getting hired uh, anywhere else. He did sit out the last year uh, outside of football. I think he did some TV stuff uh, here and there. Um, but 
He's the he's the homie Seattle Seattle guy. Yeah, I I like this hire. I think it's a a, a pretty cool fit for for Trevor Lawrence. It's tough. That was I mean this, that job is just such a um, like that. There's things that I like on the football side of it, but everything else is just such a horrible situation to be in. Yeah, the the cloud at the front office is like, terrible. Like if if it's in a different if we're in a different uniform in a different city, it's a different franchise. I like the fact that I get Trevor Lawrence in the first pick. That's what I'm starting out with. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got my franchise quarterback, and I've got a slew of draft picks coming. And you got Travis Etienne coming back from injury. Yeah, it, but there and the, you know they have they had a slew of picks this last draft. So you got to you have a ton of first and second year guys that you can mold into your own. Um, but I mean this that hire is kind of like and eh, to me who knows, could work out. I mean they got a Super Bowl winning quarterback or Super Bowl winning coach in jacksonville but i don't i just i don't know i don't know if that's the guy all right uh now i would like to see that like him coaching a more established team you know what i mean like i just feel like jacksonville needed something more energetic and new and fresh and younger well they they wanted to go with eric Bieniemy, but eric Bieniemy didn't want to work for the gm i bet I bet good for good for him. Yeah, so I mean that that all goes back to the cloud yeah. that the the front office has over over the rest of the organization and and all of that dysfunction. I get the hire. He's gonna walk in with the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, but outside of that, just yeah. All right, the Dolphins, Tyler, the other Florida team, they hired Mike McDaniel, the Forty ers offensive coordinator, after they they fired Brian Flores, and we obviously all know what happened uh, since with Brian Flores, but uh, I just. The Dolphins, I don't really know what they're doing, uh, kind of like the you with the Jaguars, but like like this kid should have been in Jacksonville. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a young play caller. Like yeah, he's got no identity of his own yet. But he's more of a running, like he's got more of a running scheme to him. Nothing helps a quarterback more than a good running game. Yeah, I think even if you're a running offensive coordinator, there's something you can bring to a young quarterback. I just I think that they were sold on on him being okay with Tua and that, yeah, no, that's, that's a lot. A, I mean that's a bit that's a bit you cannot hire somebody that's not you know that's that's you're setting yourself up for failure that's why Brian Flores was probably let go the Dolphins among man, other reasons. I'm just disappointed in the Dolphins they're they're in trouble <laughs> they're in trouble it, it sucks because the last the two years ago we were real big fans of theirs on on the show we yep. talked about him a lot Flores first season yep it was great we compared him to the to the early 2010 Seahawks just a bunch of guys who didn't know playing good competitive football young team uh and then last year they had you know an insanely disappointing start one of the craziest flip-flops in NFL history when you know winning seven in a row after losing seven in a row um and they they put it put out a good product for two two years in a row to have all this stuff come out about them trying to lose and yeah, they got and, so much, and, so many other worries right now besides and, football and, and fire and Flores and not give. You know, it's just it's crazy. They're, they they the they should lose that team. Yeah, I I definitely agree. The owner should have to sell that team after uh, what came out in the the Brian Flores. So lawsuit. it's tough to get excited about a coach there. I mean that 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 would be a really hard job to walk into. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's probably just as hard of a job to walk into right now as Jacksonville. Yeah, if not harder. You know, because no one wants to see you there, essentially, and and no one really outside of the organization. Right, right, I mean, right. You know, it's like it, that that you shouldn't be the coach of that team. It should be a different guy. 
Yeah. And that guy's Brian Flores. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the Texans, Tyler, who, we've, who we neglected to talk about last week, they hired Lovey Smith. He was the, the Texans associate head coach last season under David Culley, who was fired after his first season as the head coach where the Texans, they won the same amount of games as they won the season before. So they did it also with arguably a worse roster. So I, I oh, mean, horrible roster. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, David Culley getting fired. I just, I, he was, he was just dealt a bad hand and never really was given a chance. So it's that, like that, that, that Houston job last year is about as bad as this Miami job this year. Yeah. I mean, with the Deshaun Watson stuff coming out, you, you took a job with a team that had Deshaun Watson. I mean, and then you get the job and he's not there. This whole team's built around one guy. And then they traded DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And that was before, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's a but whole, they had Hopkins last year is what I'm that's saying. That's a whole different that's a whole different fire. Yeah. No, Hopkins last year played for the Cardinals. Has it been two years now? Yep. See, I've lost yeah. my whole sense of time. No, that's what I mean. This guy I think came and thinking like this is, you know, Watson's what I got. Yeah. And the writing was kinda on the wall though with that with with DeAndre, you know. This franchise was kinda going south and then the the Watson thing just blew it all up. Yeah. Now, I mean, and they still don't know what they're what they what they're gonna do. And Lovey Smith was in the building last year, so it's like, yeah, that was just that 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 was a weird hire to me. Um, but it's also we kind of know. I think that there's some, you know, there's some truth to like they they wanted a different guy. Yeah, I think they wanted Josh McCown. Um, well, and he's still on the staff, I believe. Yeah, which is weird. You know, they're kind of in a weird place, but I. I'm excited to see Lovey Smith um, back in the game because I think he was—he's a good coach, and I felt like he got a raw deal in Chicago. So it's good that he's getting another chance, but this is a horrible chance. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a good, great opportunity to start with. Yeah, I mean the 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 three jobs we've talked about so far—the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Texans—I expect them realistically to probably be at the bottom of the standings next year. Yeah, I mean the 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 Dolphins really are the only ones that have some players in their locker room. I mean, sure, Jacksonville, like Trevor Lawrence, could take a huge step. But, I mean, when these franchises don't have a good foundation at the top, it just kind of crumbles on the bottom. Players stop stop playing for you. It doesn't matter how good your your play callers are or the guys in that locker room. Um, if you know if the if the franchise is dysfunctional, it's not going to be a good product on the field. Now, speaking of a team that had a, a very strong foundation for for a long time, the last team. The New Orleans Saints, they don't have Drew Brees anymore. They don't have Sean Payton anymore. They've decided to hire Dennis Allen to replace Sean Payton. He was their defensive coordinator for a long time, yep. been in the building, knows the knows the system, knows the culture, all of that. Uh, he's also the, the former head coach of the Raiders from 2012 to 2014. He had a whopping 8-28 and 28 record. That was like another horrible coaching job. Yeah. Uh, a whopping eight and twenty-eight record as as the Raiders head coach from twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, um, but he's I think probably been groomed to be uh, Sean Payton's replacement. I think obviously they wanted to maybe test the waters and interview some other guys, but I think ultimately landing on someone who's been in the building and knows the system and knows what the Saints expect year in and year out i think that's the stability they need yeah. no and it's, i think that they're they're uh they're not trying to start over they wanted to kind of stay competitive and stay afloat and stay 
the same kind of brand of football that they are. So that that's what that hire brings to them. Yeah. Now, one other thing real quick I wanted to to talk about was Eric Bieniemy's contract with the Chiefs expiring. Um, he's once again not been hired by a team to be their next head coach. He obviously has a chance to go back to Kansas City if they want to re-sign him. He's a, he's a free agent. He can sign anywhere he wants, anywhere that's going to hire him. Um, but I think the Rams should try and make a run at Eric Bieniemy because Kevin O'Connell's reportedly going to Minnesota – uh, I know Sean McVay likes to see, to hire see, from within, you, but you wanna you wanna tell yourself that because obviously for obvious reasons. No, he's a hot name. Like, yeah, why not? But but it doesn't. You gotta. I gotta think that if he's taking a coordinator job, it's either I'm gonna stay in Kansas City and just do my thing, or I want to go somewhere where I'm next in line, like a Seattle. Oh Jesus, Tyler, you're not about to do this. We're not about to pit this against. Pit hey, this against each other. I'm just saying, uh, you're you, we are in polar opposite situations. You got a young, you got a young head coach who's an offensive play caller. We've got an old figurehead type of head coach. The enemy could come in and call plays for a couple years and and take the mantle when Pete Carroll would uh, wants to step down. And and uh, I, you know, we got we got about as good of a offensive setup as anybody as far as you know a Kelsey Tyreek. Mahomes set up with DK, Tyler, and Russ. You think uh Bien-Ami would be enough to keep Russ in Seattle? Yeah, for sure. I mean that I think that would <laughs> that would bring other people to Seattle. Hey, uh, but maybe. I mean, hey, I'm just spitballing here. Hey, I, I, I was just, trying to spitball here. Too, I know man. that's that's why I had to. I, that's why I I had to interrupt because <laughs> now I just don't but see. No, what, I just don't see him going with another young offensive play caller. Like that just doesn't make yeah. sense. Where where is he benefiting from that? He could just stay. If that's the case, just stay with Andy Reid. Um, if he was to go to a young coach that was a defensive guy, maybe. But I like uh, going somewhere where they're maybe phasing phasing out. You know. No, I think that is a that is a very very good point when you bring up the dynamics between who Sean McVay is as a coach and his philosophies. And who Pete Carroll is as a head coach and where they're at in their careers. Yeah, because Pete's not a play caller. Yeah, uh, and, and it and so and and Bieniemy, that that is what he is. He's an offensive guru. He, he dials it up. Um, so he would be he would essentially be able to just have the have the offense to himself, and be in a place where he could be the head coach, um, of the football team when the head when the head coach resigned. And you have a good core to work with for the future. Uh, good good upper management yada yada yeah that's my cell <laughs> well i think i think it's a pretty good one it's it's better than mine for sure hey yeah i mean and there there's not a, there's not a lot of those like situations out there in the nfl i mean kansas city would be one of the other ones my my cell to be enemy for the rams would just be you get to work with matt stafford cooper cup Odo beckham jr potentially and it's just but like, it's what, like what, fuck, what, dude, what fun got, could that be i already had my homes tyreek and and kelsey i mean look Look what I did. Eh, yeah, I I've, guess. Ar- I've already had the creme de la creme. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, we got to get the guys from Bad Ape Plays on the line. Um, but before we do that, Tyler, you got a shout out before we get out, uh, get them on the line? Um, no, I'm going to, I, I want to sh- just uh, shout out the, we talked about the UFC fights this weekend. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely going with Style Bender for, for a big time. A big time dub, and then after that, he could really—he's kind of what we would call lapping people. He's beating everybody twice. So, uh, 
I'm always I'm always interested in see who's going to drop a Diaz brother's name. We'll we'll see who decides to drop it on Saturday night. One of these fighters after a win is going to be like, I want Nate Diaz. I did get a couple of fights in with Nate Diaz while while the game was downloading. Once it got to the point where I they could, were brutal, uh, weren't they? No, it was it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. No. So uh, yeah, let's shout out Style Bender get this dub. I do like Whitaker, but. Um, I think Stalbender is going to get the dub. I also think that Derek Lewis is going to get the dub. But I want uh, I want to see Bam Bam Tattoo Vasa keep the hot streak going and get a dub. I need to see another Shuby. Yeah, and, and he's hot right now. He's 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 on the way up. And Derek Lewis has been a, a kind of a, a mainstay in that division for a while now. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to shout out Stan Kroenke for uh, taking a page out of Jerry Buss's and the Lakers book. Uh, obviously, Stan Kroenke's the owner of the Rams. And I'm just I'm just shouting him out for for just committing 100 percent and going all in on building a winning franchise since moving back to Los Angeles. He paid for the stadium himself, like five to six billion dollars when it was supposed to be, I think, like two billion dollars. And then they ended up going over budget. Uh, And then like there was a a really bad rainstorm that like delayed construction i remember a couple of years ago before before the stadium was it threw it off a year yeah it it set the whole thing back an entire year yeah the rams were supposed to have or la was supposed to have we got out the drought baby yeah so the drought no more and then there was a whole lawsuit between st louis and the nfl and stan Kroenke ended up having to pay a like almost a billion dollars out of that lawsuit because the other owners weren't going to pay it for him to to move the team out of st louis to la uh, so, I mean, he just completely opened the checkbook, said, here's all this money. Let's build a stadium. Let's not make the taxpayers pay for it. Let's move the team to Los Angeles and let's build a winner. And I just think that says a lot about Stan Kroenke as an owner. And it, it helps fans in Los Angeles understand that the Rams know what it takes to be a marquee sports franchise in Los Angeles. And I mean, I tweeted after the Rams won the NFC championship game that, that I don't want to hear anymore about it being not clear whose team in LA is it? Is it the Rams or the Chargers? The Rams have been to two Super Bowls since they've moved back six years ago. This no, is, no, they're they're, they're, the, they're the number one football team in LA right now. Right now, yep, yep. Always changing. No, you're, you're hot right now. No, it's not going to change, Tyler. You're feeling good. It's not going to change. But anyway, shout out, shout out, Stan Kroenke. For just for going all in and and building a winning franchise here in Los Angeles, I think it's it benefited him pretty well too. Having a team in the Super Bowl, I think this, I think the so. money was worth it. I think so. But all right, we got the guys from uh, Bad Eight Plays joining us uh, right now, so let's let's get them on the line. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello. You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Straight cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson toward the end zone. San Francisco is heading home. The Rams are staying home to play in Super Bowl 56. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. Joining us right now on the Sports Kingdom show, two of the best gambling handicappers out there. We got the guys from Bad 8 Plays on the TSK show tonight. Nick and Dej, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? What's up? What's up? How you doing, Eric? What's up, man? Thanks for having us on. Of course, guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time to come on tonight. 
I know you guys just got back from uh, a nice little escapade in Vegas. I hope you guys came back up. We, I'm, I'm assuming that that's what happened. Yeah, man. No, no, we, we killed Vegas. It was super fun time and went down, profited around like 170 units. Ooh. Um, came back on, on a nice little note. There you go. So, all right. Why don't you guys, first off, before we get into uh, the Super Bowl and, and all of the gambling stuff going on with the Super Bowl, because obviously it's one of the one of the biggest days of the year for gambling and sports gambling. Why don't you guys first explain what Bad Eight Plays is? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no worries at all. So pretty much what Bad Eight Plays is is we're uh, we're professional handicappers, and a lot of people who don't bet won't really know what that is. So a uh, little little bit about handicapping, right? It's it's the business of essentially making the right plays and ending up on the right side uh, 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 of the betting of the betting world. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of average betters or first timers will come in and, you know, pick their favorite teams and, and, you know, wager that without looking and understanding the lines, you know, totals, team totals, first halves, you know, where they're playing, you know, the time. I mean, there's tons of factors that go into sports betting that the average sports better doesn't actually know or look at. And what we do is we've had a pretty successful run at it. We've been doing this, uh, professionally for around 10 years, almost, um, profited every single year that we've, we've been doing this. Uh, flipped tons of money um, and been very successful at it. And what we do is we we handicap. So we sell plays, picks, packages, all to you know our consumers, whether that's a you know seasoned sports better or or someone just kind of joining in. We we put together the best plays that give you as a sports better the advantage to win. And you know each pack each package has its own little like tier and and, and system behind all of that. So. Um, that's essentially in a nutshell, what bad eight plays is we're, we're, we're sports consultants, um, handicappers, and we use business analytics, uh, statistics, and a bunch of other things like that to, to make the proper plays that'll give us the best advantage to win. Now you're, you're talking like, not just football, you're talking about all sports, like yeah. hockey, basketball, yeah. baseball, when it comes back from the lockout, all, all that type of stuff, right? Exactly. So, you know, we do all sports and most importantly, we even have soccer as an option. We, we look at all sports, but we look at the best lines at the end of the day. You know, it doesn't matter what sport it is. What matters based on our research, based on our system, on our analytics, that we make the right decision. You know, our clients and our customers, you know, they can have the right choice and the best choice to win. You know, you can't win them all at the end of the day, Eric. But, you know, if you can end positive at the end of the week, that's all that matters. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. And, and, and just to kind of add to that, uh, specifically, we specialize in American sports uh, with addition to soccer, tennis. Um, those would be our, our, our specialties. And that would be what most of our packages kind of revolve around. But what we do is, you know, we'll give you, we send out plays based on what gives us the best per chance to win. And um, right now we're doing really well. Our, our, our success rate is, is in the 80 percentile. Um, you know, you're considered a decent handicapper if you're in the 60s. Uh, you got to think about it like if you're in the 60th percentile, that means you win six out of 10 bets, which means you actually are beating Vegas. Um, and, you know, this year we're, we're in the 80th percentile. So doing pretty well right now. I think when it comes to gambling, no matter if it's sports gambling or if you're just at the casino, I think the whole the whole point is to always beat Vegas. That exactly. Beat the house end of the day. Yep. <laughs> or you can just beat the house and win. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's, let's get into the Super Bowl. Obviously it's, uh, it's here in Los Angeles. Um, like I was saying, it's probably one of the biggest gambling days of the year besides like the first weekend of March Madness. No, I mean, that's what we see every year. Super Bowl, you know, it's what it is. And the 
great thing about Super Bowl is you have so many options. It's not just betting the game or, you know, you want to have fun with the Super Bowl. You know, the coin toss, who's going to be performing at halftime or what song's coming on first. That's what makes this, you know, Super Bowl special. Everyone can bet. There's something, you know, Gatorade color. You know, it's fun. That's funny. I, I literally had a, a question written down, like, what are some of the, the crazy prop bets of, like, what color of Gatorade is going to be dumped on the winning coach? It, what's the coin flip going to be? How long is the national anthem going to be? What what are some of the, the prop bets uh, for this Super Bowl that you guys either like or, or might stay away from? Yeah, no, no, for sure. We've uh, we actually got a few that we're actually going to release here that we're going to be taking ourselves um we've got some some ones that have to do with specific players that are that are playing in the game and we also have uh some fun ones like coin toss and other uh, other stuff like that so i'll, I'll kind of jump into that for you um our first one that we that we're going to take is uh cooper cup to go over 27 and a half yards on his longest reception the odds at that are minus 120 and we've all uh, we've we've got some reasoning behind that so this is how we're looking at it he's had 60 receiving yards in every contest and he go and he's gone over ninety and eighteen out of his last twenty uh, outings. He had a he had a catch of at least twenty eight yards in fifteen games with twenty three total c- catches uh, over this number, and he's averaging fifteen point four yards per reception in the twenty twenty two NFL playoffs. So Cooper Cup over twenty seven and a half yards on his longest reception is our first prop bet. And Eric, look at that. End of the day, research. You have to hit him with research. You yeah. got to make sure you're on the right side, do your analytics, and get it all on point. You always got to show your work. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we've spent tons of good time um, researching and, and figuring out where, where we can have the best edge here. Um, second prop bet for you guys is uh, Odell Beckham Jr., anytime touchdown scorer. Odds are plus 123. Uh, reasoning behind this one is everyone in the world knows, you know, Cooper Cup is Rams quarterback Matt Stafford's number one option it's probably you know the best wide receiver in the league and statistically he's uh, untouchable right now when it comes to uh, receiving um, easy easy and obvious winner of the triple crown but uh, but aside from that you know Odell Beckham Jr. has scored a touchdown and is in six of his first 11 games with, with the Rams and has already been, uh, and, and has already been targeted by Stafford 23 times in these playoffs so while a majority of the focus is going to be on Cooper Cup we expect a big performance uh, by OBJ and some de- definite clutch catches coming up. And then um, our final p- player prop would be Aaron Donald to win the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I like that. This is a, this is a big one. Um, this, the, uh, the, the line on that is plus 1,850. Um, again, definitely gamble with, with, with care and, and, and be aware of how much you're putting on it. Um, it's a super fun one to have, you know, just to kind of hit one of those home home run and grand slam type of bets. But pretty much the reasoning behind that is is similar to Super Bowl 50, where the Broncos played the Panthers. Uh, the Rams kind of sit in a similar situation. We got an overly dominant defense, defensive front playing against a weak offensive line, which is the Bengals O-line. Uh, the Bengals O-line ranks 25th in pass protection and has given up an average of 15 pressures per game in the playoffs. So if we look back kind of um, on the Broncos versus Panthers, we're, we're kind of expecting history to repeat itself. Uh, we had Vaughn Miller win the MVP. He recorded two and a half sacks and two forced fumbles that game. And, you know, bad A plays, we're calling deja vu here. We're expecting Aaron Donald to have a similar performance and end up winning the MVP. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that's a, a great call first, not only for the story and, and who Aaron Donald is and what he means to the Rams, but, I mean – 
the Tennessee Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times in in the divisional round. So, I mean, I I'm probably going to take that bet. <laughs> well, I mean, I got some funny ones for you, Eric. If we want to talk about fun, yeah, go for it. Spe- that, that's my specialty. So, a uh, couple ones that I had here: Von Miller for MVP. I know that he said Aaron Donald, but on my side here, I think Von Miller. You know, you got edge rusher. And if we can hold the edge with this weak O-line that Bengals have, I think Von Miller is a good opportunity. And last time I checked, I think it was about plus 1,500. So, you know, it's not a guarantee, but plus 1,500, we'll take that all day. It's a Super Bowl. It's time to have fun with the family. I like that. I like that. Now, what about uh, – do you have anything as far as, like, the coin flip or the national anthem oh, or anything like that? Of course. I mean, I don't have the national anthem in regards to the link, but another funny one that I have is, you know, we're in L.A., and I know if you go on Bovada, there's an option of Snoop Dogg smoking on stage. So I went with yes. We're in L.A. <laughs> even money. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds Snoop Dogg's coming out smoking a joint or a blunt? Scott, I mean, I think it's highly likely. But, <laughs> I mean, that, no, for sure. we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. But I, I like that. I like that. Um, but, and on the coin toss, heads. I mean, tails always fails. Okay. There you go. There you have it. Um. All right, guys. Um, is there any anything else on uh, the slate for the Super Bowl that you guys uh, want to talk about? Yeah, no, no. As far as as far as all the playoff uh, player props, uh, we've pretty much given you those ones. Uh, we are selling on our side of the house uh, what we call a mega uh, Super Bowl jungle play. Um, you know, available on our website. You can go check that out. That'll be our lock of the month uh, for who we have winning the Super Bowl. Um, so that's, that's definitely something we've got here. And then, uh, I've also put together a, a decent amount of, uh, Super Bowl statistics for you guys, uh, to kind of look at and just be aware of prior to going and placing your guys' bets. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, super, the Super Bowl winner has been 47, six and two against the spread and has covered the last 12, meaning whoever wins will cover this four and a half point spread. Um, if we're, if we're using, you know, analytics and we're, we're trusting history, that's, that's, that's what we're expecting. Uh, now on the other side, you know, the Bengals are seven Oh, in their last seven against the spread. Um, the last one not to cover in a super bowl were the Steelers who were minus seven and a half against the Cardinals. Um, for the last 10 super bowls, favorites are three and seven against the spread. The over and under is five and five dogs are seven and three against the spread and the AFC is six and four against the spread. Um, we've also got uh, an average number of points in the Super Bowl. That's at 48.3 in the last 10. Uh, we know that the line uh, for this one is is like 51, 51 and a half. So that's a little bit over our average. We also see that underdogs that are getting plus three and a half points or more are eight and one against the spread in the last nine and seven and two straight up. Um, since 2001, we've got dogs getting at least plus three points are 12 and three against the spread and nine and six straight up teams who have failed to uh, cover in the conference championship and the conference championship round, which would be the Rams are three, eight and one against the spread in Super Bowl and three and nine straight up and teams with most turnovers in Super Bowl are eight and 38 against the spread averaging 18.6% win percentage. Uh, So pretty much, what that statistic is saying is obviously, you know, the team who turns it over less <laughs> is probably going to win the game. Um, here's another funny one. Here's, here's something that, you know, doesn't really have to do with the game, but this is, you know, odds, odds of the flip and kind of what we're, what we've got working here. Teams that are wearing white jerseys are 14 and three 
against the spread in the last 17. So th- those are all like some statistics that we can look at. Well, the Rams some, are wearing some white. Some you can laugh at, some that you can kind of just watch and see if the streak lasts, and others are hard, cold facts. So these are these are just some of the few statistics that help us, you know, put together our plays and look at, you know, advantages. Eric, guess who's wearing white? The Rams, yep. <laughs> now, uh, okay, so I was actually going to ask you guys that there was like a whole thing about the Rams having the, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles but the Bengals being the home team and getting to to pick the jersey and all of that does that play play any sort of factor into to your guys' decision making when when it comes to making a play or placing a bet no nah, not at all i mean at the end of the day those are just fun statistics but they can wear whatever jersey color they want it doesn't matter you've been an athlete yourself the boys are going to be ready to play okay all right i just i just had to make sure um yeah now uh, you guys mentioned um, also the the mega jungle play as one of one of your packages. Do you guys want to kind of talk about your other packages that you guys have to to kind of let the listeners know, or do you guys want to just send them to your site and they can find out all the information there? Yeah, no. So every everything is available on the site. Uh, we'll kind of talk about what, what we've got going on. Uh, we've got daily packages. We've got weekly packages. Um, we have a special weekend package. Um, obviously, you know the action you know, strengthens and, you know, the better plays are obviously on the weekend. Uh, it's crunch time right before the weekends. Um, and we also got a private all-inclusive package where you get every single one of our plays throughout the entire week. And then finally, we've got our premium play, what we call a jungle play. Um, our jungle plays are 20 units. Um, and, and you know, pretty much that, that would be what we would consider our strongest plays. A um, little bit about how, how, how our system works is we run a unit system. So the picks that we kind of send out are based off of units and you as the sports better determine your unit size. And after the determination of the unit size, then you follow the units that we send you. And that'll give you the best advantage to kind of really stack, um, stack up the bankroll and, and, and stack the odds against Vegas and the house or the bookie or whatever you guys, um, you know, use to kind of bet uh, to help you win and end up in the green at the end of the week. Right. And, and what we offer is, you know, when he talks about units, what we offer here is, you know, at the end of the day, we're consulting. So you come to us, you tell us what your bankroll is, you know, weekly, monthly or whatever. And we'll sit down with you. We'll spend the time and explain to you, you know, how the unit basis works and what might make best sense for you. Because everyone's different. Everyone's situation is unique. You got people that have a million dollar bankroll. You got people with a hundred dollar bankroll. We're here for everybody. Right. So a unit basically for for the listeners that don't know. A unit could be ten dollars. It could be a hundred dollars. It could be a hundred thousand dollars, and that—that's just the the way that you guys are measuring how much you're putting on a game, basically. Exactly, and the best way to put it: every unit, one unit, is one percent of your bankroll. So you know, depending on your bankroll, you can determine how your unit basis works. But on our bankroll, one percent is a one unit on our total bankroll for that week. All right. So uh, why don't you guys let the listeners know where they can where they can find you on, on the Internet, on uh, social media, all of that type of stuff? Yeah, no, for sure. So um, our primary social media access would be our Instagram. It's at Bad Ape Plays. Um, you know, go ahead and check us out there. We're posting all of our wins, losses, um, tremendously transparent. Been doing this for quite some time. Um, what you'll notice, you know, in comparison to other cappers is we're, we're transparent. We win, we post our wins, we lose, we post our losses. Everything is up in front. We, we don't hide anything. Um, you can also check us out on bad eight plays.com. That's where you can kind of, you know, 
uh, get our packages, uh, learn a little bit about, uh, learn a little more about who we are, what we do, um, kind of gives you the rundown on how it works. And then, uh, last but not least, the way that, you know, this, this process works is you would, you would purchase a package, you know, we would be in contact with you. You can either, uh, purchase on Instagram or purchase on the website. And then what we do is we kind of help you through that bankroll management, you know, give you the best advice and expertise and knowledge behind how to manage that, you know, what to bet, how much to bet based on your, your bankroll. Um, we then have a telegram channel where we put together all of our subscribers and, you know, all of our active members where we send out our plays and, you know, from there, it's, it's, it's all about making money and winning. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on Nick and Dej, the guys from uh, bad eight plays, some of the best sports gambling handicappers out there. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the TSK show tonight. Thank you for having us. Thanks Thank so you. much, man. All right. With that, that wraps up episode 234 of the TSK show for Tyler Pacholke. I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Petrolke and also at Bad Ape Plays. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.